I'm sure that most people, at one time or another, have come to a point in their lives wanting to give up. Maybe it's finances or relationships, or things just aren't working out. As there are numerous situations in life that can promote quitting, and without the wisdom and knowledge of why you are here on planet Earth, that give-up alternative comes into play because of the unregenerated status of the mind. But whatever the situation necessitates, each individual has the capabilities to change or repent, if you will, and endure to the end. Well, hello again, everyone. I'm Neil Parks, and welcome to the program. The Apostle John has been most obedient with his writings in the book of Revelation, chapters 2 and 3. And with that said, I truly believe these messages in Revelation 2 and 3 are extremely important for the body of Christ today. The need for the followers of Christ to be watchful, attentive, intentional, and deliberate are critical musts as we walk through this life. Therefore, the Lord is reaching out to his, to this dead church with a warning as to giving them, you could say, their last chance to change. So let's read Revelation chapter 3, verse 1. And to the angel of the church of Sardis, write, These things, says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are are ready to die, for I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but... I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Verse 6, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Well, the chief city of Asia Minor was Sardis. And it was the first city in that part of the world 
that was converted by the preaching of John. And some say the first revolt also from Christianity. And one of the first that was laid laid in ruins as nothing is left today. So with a chastisement and a very severe one at that, the Lord is letting them know that he is watching every move they make. He says, I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou lives and art dead. He's saying that the two-faced hypocrisy and an inexcusable rotting faith are the sins charged upon this church by one who knew her best, Christ himself, and all of her works. You see, this church had gained a great reputation. It had a name, and a very honorable one at that. For a thriving church, a name for vital, lively religion, for purity of doctrine, unity among themselves, uniformity in worship, decency, and order. There was no report of any unhappy divisions among them. It all appeared well as to what the observation of what most people would say. But sadly, this church was not really what it was presumed to be. You might and could say, looks can be deceiving. Now, they had a name throughout the community as alive and breathing, but they were dead. There was a form of godliness, but not the power. A name to live, but not a belief of life. There was a great deadness in their souls and in their services, a great deadness in the spirits of their ministers, and a great deadness in their services, in their praying, in their preaching, and a great deadness in the people in hearing, in prayer, and in conversation. What little life was yet left among them was, in a way, expiring, ready to die. Or you might say they had religious Alzheimer's with no hope. We can only appreciate God's disappointment with this church at Sardis. Their second death was pending. But God is revealing his mercy and patience with Sardis's condition. And I would submit to you, this condition is present with his people today in 2022. There are many churches all across the world that have the look, but are just going through the motions. The church is called to lift up the king to a lost and dying world. Yes, we are to edify and lift lift up one another in prayer and encouragement. 
but without using the talents, gifts, and being the voice that God has given us in passionate outreaches to help in life-or-death situations, we are dead as a church as well. In verse 3, he said, Remember how you have received and heard his voice? Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, big, big understanding here, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Folks, our Lord proceeds to give this perverted church the best advice. He says, be watchful and strengthen the faults that has caused your fall. He advises them to be upon their watch. The cause of their sinful deadness and failure was that they had let down their watch. So whenever we are off our watch, we lose ground. And therefore, we must return to our watchfulness against sin and Satan, and whatever is destructive to the life and power of godliness, to strengthen the things that remain and are on their way to die. There is there's a great reward promise to the conquering Christian. The Lord says, He that overcomes there that word is again, overcomes, shall be clothed in white clothing. The pureness of grace shall be rewarded with the perfect pureness of glory. Now to this is added another promise, and it's very timely indeed to the case. I will not blot out, he said, his name out of the book of life but will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. My friends, there is way too much on the table for anyone to even consider the stagnant option of quitting. Just the thought of eternal torment with no way out is heinous. Jesus said in John 14, 6, he said, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There it is, right there. Jesus is the only way out of this world. So we must understand that as Christians, we must overcome, we must endure to the end. And that's to the glory of God. Let's pray. Father God, I just uh, am so humbled with how you explain it so precisely that we cannot just go through the motions and think that that's all right. Lord, you call that a dead 
and dying situation when we do that. If we're following you, we are bond servants. And what bond servant means is love slaves. We do what you want us to do. We are to be obedient. This world has nothing to offer us. We're just passing through as pilgrims or aliens, if you will. This is not our home. We've been created for eternity. Lord Jesus, I just pray for each and every listener today as they listen to this, that it will penetrate into their hearts as it has mine. Father God, humble us and keep us focused, yes, watchful. We must always be watchful as the day approaches. Lord, I just lift up these listeners to you. This prayer goes right into the throne room to the altar of incense. Lord, be with them, encourage them, stir them, Lord, regardless of the situations. Regardless, you didn't give up on us. You didn't quit on us. You went to Calvary. Lord, we praise you for that. You didn't have to, but you wanted to. And we thank you, Father God, that we can be yours for eternity with you. Father God, but without you, we can do nothing. So, Lord Jesus, I just pray for all my listeners again. And I pray that you would touch their hearts and their minds and their souls. And I do it in Jesus, his precious name, the name above all names, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Well, folks, it was great today, and it was great having you with me. And until next time, I'm Neil Parks. <laughs>